Now I'm going to join our friend Mark Weber as he takes us into the first full hour of this weekend's edition of Garden Talk. Good morning. It is a little bit cooler outside, isn't it? Most definitely. <laughs> I thought I had to put a jacket on this morning when I first came <laughs> in. <laughs> like, I don't, this is the first time, I think, all week I got in the car, didn't put the AC on this yeah, morning. Yeah, it was, <laughs> uh, that down. people People thought, wake up this morning and open the windows up and think, why do I have the AC on? Ladies and gentlemen, this latest heat wave has probably caused your lawn to have a few spots in it. It's probably got your tomatoes and a few other vegetables in the garden kind of in a standstill. You probably got lots of questions right now about what's really going on with your landscape. I can tell you that uh, my email lately has exploded with lots and lots of questions about why this plant is doing this. And maybe even a few other things as well. And plus, we're going to be talking about in the garden kitchen with one of my favorite vegetables of all, sweet corn. And so much more right here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group, Ohio. This is WHIO's Consumer Warrior, Clark Howard. Beware scam artists in Dayton. I'll find you out. This is WHIO meteorologist, Kirsty Zantini. If weather breaks this hour, we will break it. And you're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. And a good Saturday morning to each and every one of you, and welcome to the first hour of what will be three hours of radio right here on News Night I, 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 AM twelve ninety and News ninety five seven WHIO. My name is Mark Weber, and for twenty eight years we have been planting the seeds to a greener and better place called the Great Miami Valley. And for the next three hours, we'll be taking your phone calls at four five seven twelve ninety. That's four five seven. 1290 that'll put you right into the master control studios and uh javon is standing by good morning javon how are you good morning i'm doing fine how about yourself i, I see you wear a jacket this morning always <laughs> it's nice jackety weather outside i mean if it's hot outside it's definitely still cold in here it's true um do you like sweet corn i don't eat any corn you don't eat any corn no sir Wow, a non-corn eater. I've oh. never liked corn since I was a young child. Is that right? I don't know why. I just never liked it. Oh, I love sweet corn. <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't know how else you get you know, a little butter on it, a little salt on it, uh, maybe put it on the grill. It's uh, pretty doggone good. Well, today's In the Garden Kitchen. Um, is going to be sweet corn, and we're going to talk about sweet corn in its entirety. Um, it's sweet corn season in, in Ohio. It, uh, you'll find it pretty much about anywhere you go along the roadside stands as well as in the garden. And, uh, it's a great vegetable that, uh, definitely brings summer, um, alive. And, um, as we begin this morning, I'd love to hear your voices today. Four, five, seven, 1290. Maybe you've got a question uh, about your lawn. There've been a lot of questions about lawns lately. Uh, maybe you've got a question about uh, maybe you got a magnolia uh, bush or magnolia tree that looks like a fly dispensary. I've seen <laughs> had quite a few reports of that one and seen quite a few this week um, um, as well. Uh, maybe you are one that uh, has got lots and lots of uh, green tomatoes um, in your uh, on, in your garden and they're simply not. Uh, simply not uh, ripening. Uh, maybe you are one that's got a pepper bush that's, you know, just growing to beat the band, but not one single pepper can be found. We've got answers on why that's happening and give you some useful tips to make sure that you are a little bit more successful with whatever your gardening endeavors are. Um, I want to spend a lot of time today talking to you about your questions and your concerns. Um, you know, today's program is all about answering your questions. As you've just joined us this morning, this is Garden Talk. My name is Mark Weber, and I have done this show for 28 lengthy years, and uh, I hold two degrees in horticulture um, from a place you may have heard of before called The Ohio State University. 
I'm also designated by the International Society of Arboriculture. Um, that's the science of trees, by the way. As a board-certified master arborist, I'm also a certified horticultural professional as deemed by the American Science for the for Horticultural Sciences. And uh, there's roughly, I think, about 81 of us in the United States, and I am one of 81. Um, and I have been practicing in the world of plants for well over 40 years, 40 years of combined experience. So when you call Garden Talk at 457-1290, that's 457-1290, uh, Mr. Javon, who's a really nice guy, will answer your telephone call, uh, put you up on the call screen, and we'll take your questions. Um, we want to spend a little time talking about things that uh, are going on in your landscape. We want to talk about um, how to better manage your landscape. We're going to talk about you know, why putting mulch up against the trunk of a tree is never a good thing. Um, but also we're going to spend lots of time giving you the expert analysis of why plants do what they do. A lot of what um, I do is explain why plants do what they do and why they have the outcome that they do. Um, and that's my job. My job is to tell you the, the how, the when, and the what. And, um, and, and remember at garden on, on this show for 28 years, we've always had a very special motto. Um, and that motto is there is never a dumb question. Um, a lot of people sometimes get intimidated by me because I am a bit passionate and I'm very articulate when it comes to the world of science. Um, so do not get, um, <laughs> Do not take, don't, don't get, don't think that you're going to call and ask me a dumb question because there are no dumb questions. The dumbest question is the one that you do not have the courage to put your fingers on the telephone and dial up 457-1290. Um, I, I try to, I try to put these things in commonsensical kind of uh, analysis and, and I kind of try to bring it to a level that, um, um, you can take that information and uh, use it in, 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 in your everyday life. Um, I'm really proud of the fact that we've done this for so many years and have helped so many people um, along the way. Um, you know, it's July and uh, the 4th of July weekend's been week. It's been kind of, I call it not the weekend, it's the 4th of July week. Um, the way this week has been, you know, the 4th of July was on a Wednesday and it seemed like when I, uh, Thursday, I, I couldn't even believe it. I don't know. My week's been all messed up because of this whole doggone holiday thing. Um, but I'm going to start out by saying this morning that uh, we have been through some pretty hot stuff. Um, hot weather is, um, is the spice for, for a lot of plants to do well, but it's also the spice that kicks a lot of plant stress in the full gear. And in many cases, that uh, stress is many cases related to moisture imbalances. And um, I'm going to say this morning, there's some of you that have been blessed with lots of rain. And there's many of us who have not been blessed with a whole lot of rain, like at my house, where I'm going to be irrigating this weekend. So it's real important that uh, even though it may have drizzled some, you need to take the time um, to kind of dig around in the dirt and see where you are moisture-wise and start making some decisions about how you're going to best water. Because looking at the uh, long-term for forecast, there's not too much rain in that forecast. And uh, we're at that time of the year when plant stress is going to be pretty doggone high. And one of the ways that you can minimize plant stress is by timely watering. We'll talk a little bit about that. A little bit later this morning. So when we come back, we're going to talk to Terry, Tom, Sandy, and John, and you. 457-1290 on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Wild birds unlimited. The Summer Bird Food Sale is on at Wild Birds Unlimited in Kettering. Our custom seed blends contain high-quality fresh seed. 
Try our no-mess blends that are perfect for summer feeding because they leave no mess under your feeder. You'll keep your yard tidy and you're sure to attract a wonderful variety of beautiful birds to your yard too. And while you're getting great deals on the best bird food in town, check out all the wonderful garden decor ideas we have to make your backyard a beautiful summer sanctuary. You'll find a wide selection of bird baths, chimes, garden art, and of course we have the highest quality bird feeders, many of them being made in America and offering lifetime guarantees. All 20-pound bags of seed are on sale. And don't forget, Daily Savings Club members save an extra 5% off the sale price of the best bird food in town at Wild Birds Unlimited in Kettering at Far Hills and Stroop across from Town & Country Shopping Center. Stop in and save today. Wild Birds Unlimited, we bring people and nature together. You know the moment. The workday is over. Your daily responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lay back. It's that end of day. <sighs> That's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-soothing serenity made locally at the Original Mattress Factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made, honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com when it comes to selling you a mattress, most retailers are handing you a line, a long line of extra steps to drive up costs and create confusion. At the Original Mattress Factory, we simplify the mattress shopping experience by building mattresses and box springs in our own local factories and selling them direct to you. It's short, sweet, and simply makes sense. So experience more than just a mattress store. Experience an original, the Original Mattress Factory. When you look at your trees, do you see dead or hanging branches? Are leaves turning yellow or falling off? If your trees don't look healthy or if you're worried that they may be unsafe, call the tree care professionals at Arbor Experts, a locally owned and operated tree care company staffed with ISA certified arborists serving Greater Dayton. Visit their website at arbor-experts.com or call them at 937-233-4118. That's Arbor Experts at 233-4118. Could you retire sooner than you think and with greater financial security? Hello, I'm David Gaylor, president of Tradewinds Financial Group. I'm also the author of Income Allocation. You will learn strategies to create a dependable, sustainable, and predictable income stream for your retirement. You'll also learn critical information about the two risks you must manage for a successful retirement. Learn more about these strategies and give Tradewinds Financial Group a call. 800-385-0437. That's 800-385-0437. Did you know AT&T's internet offer maxes out at 50 megabits per second and could go as low as 768 kilobits per second depending on where you live? What kind of internet is that? Spectrum Internet starts at 100 megabits per second. We give you the fastest starting speed for the price and include free access to a nationwide network of Wi-Fi hotspots. Get better internet at Spectrum.com. Services not available in all areas. Pricing and actual speeds may vary. Restrictions apply. See Spectrum.com for details. Hey there, it's me, your stomach, down here, you know, the one who can talk. Anyway, I was just at a yoga sesh with a few of the other stomachs, and mid-tree pose, everyone started talking about Subway's new savory rotisserie-style chicken Caesar signature wrap. It's a mouthful to say, I know, but with creamy Caesar dressing and double the rotisserie-style chicken, it's not the only thing that's full, if you know what I mean. It's me, I'm the one that's full, because <laughs> I'm a stomach. That's kind of what I do. Subway, make it what you want. Double meat based on average six inch sub. Your flag looks awesome on your house. When it isn't wrapped around the flagpole, visit Creative Banners Flags and Poles in our Kettering showroom at 1006 East Dorothy Lane for a great solution. Need a new flag? Creative Banners Flags and Poles has U.S., cemetery, seasonal, custom, and military flags, plus bunting in all sizes. Family owned and operated, serving the Dayton area for 40 years. Check us out at creativeflags.com. Proudly wave your flag with creative banners, flags, and polls. She is very informative. I trust her weather reports. Dayton's most trusted meteorologist with in-depth weather information all morning. Count on Storm Center 7 meteorologist Kirstie Zontini with a forecast you can depend on. Here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good morning, everybody. It's 622, 22 minutes after 6 o'clock. i like to welcome you to Garden Talk. Let's check out... The updated weather forecast from News Center 7. Lots of sunshine today with a high near 83. Mainly clear skies tonight. It'll be a pleasant night, low down to 59. More sunshine for Sunday and getting warmer, a high near 87. 
I'm meteorologist Josh Poland on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar is perfectly clear. We've got gorgeous sunrise on tap, resting at 55 delightful degrees on the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and garden talk, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather and traffic, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number of the dial if you would like to be part of this morning's broadcast. Let's jump to the telephone lines and uh, let's make sure we got everything on. Let's go talk to Terry. Terry, good morning. Hey, how you doing today? I'm well, Terry. How can I help you? Hey, uh, yeah, I was telling the a guy answers the phones there. I um I live down here in Highland County, and we had some good storms come through. And I have my uh, uh this year I put my tomatoes in pots and keep them on the porch. And uh you know I had them uh, tied up, staked up, and everything, but it it grew higher. And whenever the storm came through, it kind of broke it off somewhat. My question is, should I just cut it off where it's bent, or should I try to? Is it is it, it my question is so that you had a, had a bit of a, a weather event. The tomato did it, did it break or just bent over? Tell me, explain to me the damages you're seeing. It, it, it's, uh, you know, it's still connected, but it's bent over like it's creased really bad. You know, from the wind, it just blew it over. And uh, okay, and, is the stem? You know, it, my, my, and this is a real critical question. Um, is there any? Um, is the stem where it's connected in the ground? Is it broken or bent? Or tell me what that looks like. It's more bent, I would say. But okay. It's a severe bend of that. All right, but it's not broken off to the place the plant's wilting. No, it's not doing that yet. No. Okay, so let's 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 do this. Let's let's try to re 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 re-erect all this. Uh, so what I want you to do is take two stakes, mm-hmm. uh, maybe three stakes, and okay. kind of put them. Uh, drive them in the ground maybe 12 inches away from where the um, base of the plant is okay okay and then and then i want you to kind of take a and this is going to be this is a critical piece of this i want you to take like a um a bed sheet okay and uh-huh. I want you to kind of put that bed sheet all the way around the tomato plant on the side of the ground where it's has the most pressure at I'm trying to help you imagine this. <laughs> yeah. And, okay. And then once that bed sheet is all the way around the plant from the, the very base in the ground all the way up to the top, mm-hmm. then have somebody help you with one, take one side of the bed sheet and then gently pull the plant up almost like a gurney. We'll call this a tomato gurney. How's that sound? <laughs> okay? okay. Take that tomato gurney and kind of pull up that plant. And when you get in that position where it's right in the center of where the um, um, stakes are, okay, mm-hmm. then you want to then wanna go ahead and you want to kind of stabilize it in there. So they make what they call um, stretchy tape or what they call uh, plant tape. Okay. And plant tape is a product that we use to stake and tie plants all the time. And then you can be able, then you, at that point in time, you, after you got it, kind of got it up there with the, with the tomato gurney, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, um, at that point in time, then you're going to have the opportunity, um, to kind of stabilize it in that situation. Oh, okay. Does that make sense yeah. to you? Yeah. Yeah. Mainly I just kind of wanted to know whether I should even just, you know, try to straighten it out or just cut it off or, you know, what I should, uh, you know, I would try yeah. to, I would try to try to keep what you got. Yeah. Um, if it's if it's not wilting, it just basically fell over, and it just needs to be lifted up. Now, keep in mind yeah. that one well, of the I mean, it did bend. I mean, it, you know, like because one thing you, I think you missed was it's in a pot. Okay. You know, okay. And it's um, and I had a, a like a trellis behind it, and it grew taller than the trellis, and it broke right where the trellis is. You know, it bent over from the wind. You know, because it was taller than that, and. Uh, I mean, it seems like the same thing would still work. I'd just have to get a couple more uh, taller stakes or something and and do it that way. 
Okay. Is that right? Yeah, you're fine that way. I, I'm so I didn't. It's hard to see these things with the radio. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sure it is. On my explanation, probably ain't that great either. So. Okay. Okay. All, All right, right, sir. Good luck to you. Okay. All right. I appreciate it. Thanks, Thank now. you. Bye-bye. Bye. Four five seven twelve ninety. Let's go back to the telephone lines, and let's go talk to Tom. Tom, good morning, and uh, welcome to Garden Talk. Uh, good morning. Morning, sir. Hey, uh, well, I got the same tomato question, but uh, all my tomato plants are growing great, and I've got tomatoes already reddening and everything, and every single plant, but every tomato, when it starts to redden, the whole bottom of it turns mm-hmm. brown, and the tomatoes are unedible. Yep. They taste horrible. Yep. It's called blossom and rot. Okay. And blossom and rot is directly uh, related to a moisture imbalance in the soil, meaning that as that plant grows um, and it's not getting a constant source of water. Okay. So watering every evening. Well, let's talk about watering. Watering has to be deep, and watering has to be consistent. But you don't want to put water to the point that you... um, um, over water. Okay. Okay. So let's kind of talk through this real quickly. Um, make sure that you, when you apply the water, you're applying it off the foliage and also make sure that you are applying it so that it's done in the morning hours, not in the evening and the foliage does not get wet and make sure that you when you water, you're watering deeply. And I mean deeply to the point that you soak that whole root zone out and then let it dry out between waterings. Otherwise, yeah, well, otherwise, what you're going to end up getting, if you water shallow, a shallow, just a little bit every day, you're not going to get a deep root zone. And that also will affect blossom and rot as well. Good luck to you, sir. Thanks for calling Garden Talk. More questions and more after this on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 6.30. I'm Jonah Adi with the WHIO News Update. Our top story we're following this morning. The investigation into a fatal double shooting in Dayton continues. The second victim dying this week, plus uh, dozens of workers in a Springfield business having to evacuate. We'll tell you why. Perfect weather for any outdoor activity this weekend. I'm meteorologist Josh Poland. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. WHIO triple team traffic still looking all clear out there on your Saturday morning. Not seeing any major delays that are going to cause you trouble throughout the Miami Valley area. We're going to be keeping our eyes on things as the day goes on. And our top story in Dayton, a second person is dead from a double shooting late June. 41-year-old LeVar Cottrell died yesterday after being shot on East Norman Avenue. His girlfriend, 41-year-old Barbara Garbeau, died shortly after that shooting on the 21st of June. Police said Willie Henry Jr., Cottrell's brother, pulled the trigger. He faces murder, felonious assault, and weapons charges. That's New Center 7's James Brown reporting. Well, it feels like it's been a long time in the making, but a cold front sweeping through the Miami Valley is going to bring us some relief from the heat and humidity. Fortunately for us, we're going to see that nice weather continue as we head throughout today and into tomorrow. Look for lots of sunshine today, high temperatures slightly below average. Meteorologist Josh Poland will tell us more about the relief that we'll expect to see from the heat wave in the exclusive WHIO forecast coming up. Well, now to Springfield, where dozens of workers at the Kistler Center had to get out of the building after a Freon gas leak. A maintenance worker reportedly found that leak in a copper pipe from an air conditioning unit. He went to the hospital just as a precaution. Multiple fire departments were able to vent that leak from a chimney in the building. The building's owner says the recent heat wave could have contributed to the leak. 
Now, let's get a look at that weather forecast. Here's meteorologist Josh Poland. Sunny skies today with pleasant temperatures, highs in the low 80s. We'll see clear skies tonight. Should be a comfortable night with lows in the upper 50s. I'm meteorologist Josh Poland on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The latest scan of the Doppler 7 radar shows a comfortably cool morning out there for anyone stepping out on their porch this morning. 54 degrees right now in Troy, 56 in Springfield, 55 in Dayton at 6:33, you might actually need a jacket if you plan to be outside at this hour. You're never more. Uh, it's, I'm Jonah Adi on Dayton's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Depend on it. Find new roads to savings at Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks. The intersection of Routes 4 and 29 in Mechanicsburg is the place you'll find dependable transportation. Great deals, no doubt, every day. For a young family member driving to and from school, for a person who spends a lot of time working on the road, or a parent who doubles as a shuttle service, you'll always find a great deal at Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks. Come see us and discover a big city selection of trucks, cars, vans, and SUVs. Dave Kale specializes in hard-to-find trucks. Make summer driving a pleasure with a vehicle you'll treasure. Dave says you'll always get a warm reception at his dealership. We urge you to take the easy country drive where you'll find no hassles, minimum time at the dealership, plus our great selection of GM-certified used vehicles. Find new roads to Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks, routes 4 and 29 in Mechanicsburg. Visit their website, DaveKehlChevrolet.com. Call 1-800-886-1000 to get started. For over 30 years, the place to save is Dave Kale's Chevrolet. When you look at your trees, do you see dead or hanging branches? Are leaves turning yellow or falling off? If your trees don't look healthy or if you're worried that they may be unsafe, call the tree care professionals at Arbor Experts, a locally owned and operated tree care company staffed with ISA certified arborists serving Greater Dayton. Visit their website at arbor-experts.com or call them at 937-233-4118. That's Arbor Experts at 233-4118. This is Clark Howard. If breaking news happens, we break in anytime. You're listening to Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now it's time to go into the garden with Mark Weber, a weekly tip to help your garden grow. You know, everybody, a lot of people got magnolias in their landscape, and that's a spring flowering plant that kind of has these long green leaves and produces many tastes as a white flower or maybe a purplish colored flower. And you may look outside and notice that your magnolia is a fly magnet. And I mean, it's got flies everywhere. Well, there's a really good chance that if you've got flies all over your magnolia, there's a really good chance you have what they call magnolia scale. Now, magnolia scale is an insect that's a soft-shelled scale. And these scales literally will, they live underneath this little tent, so to speak. And they spend their time, let's say, sucking out the juices of the magnolia. Well, in the course of that sucking out, they have to decide about what they're going to keep and what they're going to get rid of. Because in the case of a plant, plant contains sugars and proteins. Well, the magnolia scale will keep the protein and exclude, excuse the, uh, and get rid of what they call the honeydew. Well, the honeydew is simply like cotton candy. It's sweet. And because it's sweet, it sets up the perfect venue for things like sooty mold and lots of insects like flies and wasps and bees. So at the end of the day, if your magnolia has a lot of flies and insects and bees nearby it and its leaves are kind of sooty black, there's a really good chance you've got magnolia scale and it's time to treat it with an insecticide. If you do so, you can remove the flies, but most importantly, control the scale. You've been into the garden with Mark Weber. Phone lines are open for your gardening questions. Call Mark now at 457-1290. Here's the gardening guru, Mark Weber, on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290, a couple programming notes about 645. We're going to go into the garden kitchen and talk about something really, really yummy called sweet corn. And along with that as well, take your calls. 
And then Rich Pearson will be joining us shortly. Let's head back to the telephone lines. By the way, if you've got a gardening question on this beautiful Saturday morning in uh, good old Southwest Ohio, we've got an open line. In fact, there's three right now for your use and edification at 457-1290. Let's go back to the telephone lines and talk to John. John, good morning. Hey, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. How can I help you? Um, I have two large pine trees at the end of my drive and these pines are uh, they're not like a christmas tree size pine they're huge they're like 40 foot in the air the kind you'd see out in denver or utah or something and one of them uh looks like it's dying from the top down and i was wondering how uh to recover it okay well First, let's kind of talk this through. Is these evergreens you were speaking of, are they soft or sharp to the finger touch? Uh, they're sharp. Okay, um, okay. That's good to they, know. And are the needles uh, um, are the needles kind of a bluish or a greenish color? Um, green. Green? Okay. So it sounds like you may have, and how long are the needles? Uh, they're not real long. Um, you've got about, I'd say, probably 10, 12 feet of trunk. Okay, but I, I want to concentrate. The reason I'm saying is I have to identify what the plant is, okay? The best, right. the best help you. So if you would put a needle in your hand, would the needle be the length of your hand or shorter than the length of your hand? Much shorter. Okay, would it be the length of your finger? Uh, shorter. Shorter than that. Okay. Uh, good deal. Okay, so what you probably have is a, maybe a scotch pine, possibly. Okay. okay. Is the trunk okay. maybe kind of kind of color red a little bit on it? Um, yeah, I mean, a little bit. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay, so what you very well may have is a scotch pine. And you so you're saying that there is dieback from the top down, correct? Correct. Okay. Um, it may be one or two or three things, and they may be all interrelated, and they all may be the same too, okay? Uh, first would be you may have what they call um, diplodia tip blight. And diplodia, it had used to, it's had two different name changes, so I'll use it inter interchangeably with another disease called, uh, they call it uh, seropsis tip blight. So it's one of the same, okay? okay. Um, reason, this is a stress-related disease, um, meaning that this is a disease that lives with the plant its whole life. Um, and when the plant becomes stressed, this disease kind of kicks in the full gear, okay? Right. Um, we have a lot of diseases in plants um, that behave like what they call endophytes, which means that the plant has that disease its whole life, but because the plant's healthy, the plant can manage that disease without any problem. Okay. Right. So a lot of times when that pine tree or pine tree does not get the proper amount of water or the proper amount of nutrition, or if it gets exposed to herbicides or some type of what they call abiotic stress to it, it will, in, in turn, at that point in time, um, come down with this disease. Okay. So, in other words, the best, the best uh, fungicide or the best means of control of diplodia tip blight is the use of good plant practices. When we talk about, you know, doing soil testing and we talk about doing things that uh, uh, proper watering and those type of things, um, in many cases, that is kind of the, the way that we manage this disease. There are some sprays out there that are, that are registered for the use of control of, of diplodia, but you're never going to control this disease unless the plant is in, in a good, healthy uh, condition. Right. Um, right. Now, well, have... we're, not, we're, we're not done yet. Okay. <laughs> you could also have an issue with a white pine weevil, where white pine weevil comes in and it's an insect that uh, lays eggs at the tip of the plant and at that point in time um, those insects uh, hatch out and when they hatch out um, they circumvent the phloem and take out the stem okay All right. 
So again, this is one of these things where you're going to have to really get it diagnosed. And that's why I'm going to really recommend that you work with a uh, tree professional. Okay. And that would be an ISA certified arborist. Now it's real important and, and listen to my words on this front. Unfortunately, there is a bunch of people out there that claim to be certified arborists who are not. Right. Um, and we got a bunch of fake tree doctors. <laughs> so when you select the certified arborist that you think is, um, you want to verify their credentials. And think of it like you're verifying that they are a true tree doctor. Right. Um, so if you go to the website, treesaregood.org, that's treesaregood.org, okay, you can find um, um, a, a listing there. You can actually, you know, type in your zip code. Um, that zip code then can give you all of the certified arborists that practice in your area. Does that help you? Yeah, yes, very much. Yeah. So in other words, it's all about di proper diagnosis. Now, keep in mind that certified arborist is probably going to charge you for their time to see, see you. Because yeah. just, just like that doctor or that lawyer or accountant, they have to do continuing education and to continually you know, invest in themselves. Um, but it's important for you to realize that that investment gives you, the, the, the client, um, um, great uh, information. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Did that help you? Yeah, very much. Thank I'm, you very much. I'm, I'm glad I could help, and I hope you have a good rest of your rest of your day, sir. Thank you. You too. Bye bye. Four five seven twelve ninety is the number of the dial. Javon, let's go into the garden kitchen. You're listening to Garden Talk with Mark Weber on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now it's time to go into the garden kitchen with Mark Weber, a weekly tip to improve your kitchen table. This week's in the garden kitchen is sweet corn. You know, sweet corn can be called uh, sugar corn. It's also called pole corn. Um, it's a type of variety of maize that uh, naturally has a recessive um, gene that provides it to have more sugar than starch. Um, interesting part about uh, sweet corn is that we harvest it um, before it becomes dry. Um, in fact, we, we pick it and eat it in what they call the milk stage. And this is a vegetable that uh, is eaten. This is one of these uh, uh, crops that if we allow it to dry, it becomes a grain. If we eat it immature, it's a vegetable, so you can make up your mind as well. You know, the first uh, recorded history of, of uh, sweet corn was around 1779 when um, the Iroquois Indians provided some samples of this delicious-tasting um, vegetable to the early European settlers. And, you know, most of the chronological data shows that this, uh, this, this crop of sweet corn came out of Latin America. And it was tr it's tra traditionally eaten with beans and other vegetables. Um, I think the fun thing about sweet corn is that sweet corn, it can be used in so many different ways. Um, it's used in Tex-Mex cooking. It is used to make succotash. It's made to be used with potatoes. And, and one of my favorite ways to eat sweet corn personally is to take the uh, ears of corn and uh, remove the silk, soak the ear of corn in a little bit of water and then cook it on the grill and let it burn just a little bit to add a little char to the corn kernels and a little butter and a little, a little good old salt. And you have a delightful, tasty meal. This week's In the Garden Kitchen is Sweet Corn. You've been Into the Garden Kitchen with Mark Weber. Phone lines are open for your questions now, 457-1290. Here's the garden guru, Mark Weber, on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number of the dial. If you'd like to be part of this morning's broadcast, I would love to talk to you. Let's go to Judy and uh, Judy. Good morning and uh, welcome to Garden Talk. Thank you. You're most welcome. How can I help you? We recently purchased.
purchased a home, and it has some lovely pachysander, but there is poison ivy throughout. Okay. We don't know how to get rid of it. Um, <laughs> there's no real easy way to get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, po- remember, poison ivy is a, um, it's actually a woody vine. It's not an annual plant. So the longer it stays put in your landscape, the longer it has the ability to build a pretty strong um, um, root system below ground, but more so a really big carbohydrate resource as well below ground. And why that matters is every time that you apply um, um, herbicide to this particular plant, you're killing parts of it, but not all of it, okay? And, right. and, and I just want to make sure you're, you're clear on that because a lot of people ha- kind of have this thought process that they can just go apply it and it all goes away. And then they get frustrated because that product doesn't go all the way all at once. Okay. Mm-hmm. So keep in mind that what you want to do with this, with it is, is because it's already intermixed with the pack of sand or depending on what the density of it is, you can take like glossophate and uh, mix it up with water, okay? And then put like a rubber uh, neoprene glove on your hand and mm-hmm. then um, put a cloth glove that you'd soak into the glossophate and then go along and individually wipe each of the leaves of the poison ivy. And you can provide that product right to it without touching too much of the pachysandra. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. And you may have to do that over a number of years to finally eradicate it. Okay. Uh, because otherwise, and you know, what I'm going to say to you, you want to kind of have the philosophy of scorched earth. <laughs> you do not, you do not want this product to stay around. You don't want this, this plant to stay around too long. Okay. Right. You want to, you want to eliminate it and don't get discouraged just because you think you've, you're, you're tired of dealing with it, but just keep in mind that it's one of those things that you're going to have to stay after for a, a lengthy period of time. I, t- I had poison ivy at my house when I first built it. And I probably will tell you it took me nearly three to four years to finally rid myself of it. Okay. okay pulling, it out, pulling it out isn't going to help. It is a big waste of time and a good way to get the itchies. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, don't, don't, you need to be using herbicides, ma'am. And, and, okay, glossophate. Glossophate right. is the is the weapon of choice. Stay okay. away from stay away from synthetic oxins, particularly if you've got pachysander or nearby trees. Do not be applying um, weed be gone or any type of synthetic oxen type of herbicide near trees or other broadleaf plants that you prize because they will be affected by those by those toxins. Okay. Okay, it's under uh, two beautiful magnolia trees, so I don't want to. You oh boy, you do not want to put. The, think of synthetic oxins like weed be gone and some of those products. They are yeah. the same as heroin to human beings. Okay. Okay. That's the potency of those of those materials. That's why. Uh, people, you will see people have more damage related. I see more damage every year in my practice regarding how lawn care companies poison people's trees because okay. of the use of these products. Okay. Okay. Thank you, ma'am. Good luck to you. Okay. Bye bye. Thank you very much. Bye bye. When we come back, we'll talk to Rich Pearson and so much more on AM 1290 and News 95.7. W-H-I-O. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather, and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 W-H-I-O. Hi, this is Larry Hanskin with Richard Herbst of Keller Williams Hometown Realty. Richard, through the years, we've talked a lot about what you can do for someone who is looking to sell their home. But do you have any advice for someone who's looking to buy? Well, some of the best tips would be in this type of a market is to determine and stick to a budget. Identify the neighborhoods that you want to look at and also find out what's important to you and the home that you choose. And most importantly, with inventory so low, when you find that right home, be ready to make a decision quickly and bid competitively. And what's the next thing they need to do to make sure the process goes smoothly? Call me at 477-1411. Now you've got homes that are available that might in fact match up well with someone who's out there who's put their wish list together. That's right. We prospect daily looking for buyers and sellers. So if you need to buy or sell, call me immediately at 477-1411. And your website again. That's teamherbst.com. T-E-A-M-H-E-R-B. 
bst.com. When you look at your trees, do you see dead or hanging branches? Are leaves turning yellow or falling off? If your trees don't look healthy or if you're worried that they may be unsafe, call the tree care professionals at Arbor Experts, a locally owned and operated tree care company staffed with ISA certified arborists serving Greater Dayton. Visit their website at arbor-experts.com or call them at 937-233-4118. That's Arbor Experts at 233-4118. Hi, John Glazer here for Glazer Softwater. We've been making water great since 1988, and no matter what your water issues, we have solutions. Your city water can be clear, but still be hard and have the taste and odor of chlorine. Well water can look, smell, and taste terrible. Glacier Softwater will fix your water and will even include a seven-year parts and labor warranty so you don't have to worry. Visit our website to learn more at GlazierSoftWater.com. Glacier Water really is better water. Are you sure you know what you're doing with that thing? How hard can it be? Just fire it up, aim, and shoot. Hey, you're blowing the siding right off the house. Turn her off, honey. Turn her off. Well, that didn't quite go as planned. Fungus on your siding, black stains on your roof, let the pros at Ohio Power Wash take care of it. Their special low-pressure wash is gentle on your house while still killing and removing any fungus and black stains. Call 555-OHIO or ohiopowerwashllc.com. Get great deals going on now during Menard's Price Right Sale. Add value and style to your landscape with Menard's super selection of concrete landscaping blocks. Whether it's a patio, fire pit, or retaining wall, there's no limit to what you can create. Patio pavers in a red and black blend are just five for a dollar. Find these and other great savings during Menard's Price Right Sale. Going on now through July 7th. Save big money at Menard's. Summertime means festivals in the Miami Valley. As you take your family out for fun in the summer weather, take us with you. Listen for Storm Center 7 updates on air on 1290 AM, 95.7 FM, or in the WHIO app. The station keeping your family safe in the Miami Valley is AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good morning, everyone. It's 6.54. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. Lots of sunshine today with a high near 83, mainly clear skies tonight. It'll be a pleasant night, low down to 59. More sunshine for Sunday and getting warmer, a high near 87. I'm meteorologist Josh Poland on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar is clear. We're resting at 60 excuse me, 55 delightful degrees on the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and news, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You are listening to Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. We're joined by Rich Pearson. Good morning, Mr. Rich. And yes, Japanese beetles have been on the assault this year they have good morning mark i and mean I've been getting a lot of questions about them. you know i i have to tell you kim and i were yesterday we were doing some stuff and um and and i said to her i have not seen japanese beetles as prolific as they have been this year for probably the last seven or eight years um mm-hmm. and 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 this is an insect that is a non-native, but it's kind of naturalized its way into the Ohio landscape, I'd have to have to hate to say. Um, mm-hmm. And this is an insect, if you're not familiar with it, it's pretty, it's, kind of, it's a pretty bug. It's got a very gl- glittery shell on it, and it... Uh, nice, nice metallic sheen to it. Yeah, and it, and it skeletonizes the leaves of plants like linden, and, and if you own grape plants, you grapes are pretty well skeletonized. Um mm-hmm. And, and this is an insect that uh, has, as you wrote, 300 favorite things it likes to eat. Yes, a very diverse diet, you know, so it's, it's good and healthy. Um, and what is problematic for me is folks see it. They see the damage it's being caused. They're absolutely certain that the plant is going to die. And mm. the first response is, what can I spray to kill all the Japanese beetles in my yard? And 
this is the drum I've been beating for a long time, and I'm beating it louder and louder. The first thing we reach for should not be the most toxic pesticide in our arsenal. Instead, I believe it should be a good reference to learn about the pests that we're identifying as the target, the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, not unlike the magnolia discussion we had just we had just a little bit ago, right? <laughs> I had that too. <laughs> but very often, yes, there's damage being caused, but the treatment, or the the whatever we choose to assassinate that pest, it may not be necessary because when we understand the life cycle of this particular insect, it's going to be gone in a couple of weeks. Right. They're mating right now, so their process is they have a huge big feast, and then you know they have their after-dinner beetle sex, and then they lay eggs in the lawn, and then the adults are gone. Right. And the damage stops. And, and a lot of and, times, too, Rich, I, what I see with a lot of trees that get damaged by it, yeah, they get, they get grazed, but a lot of times they— will relief out and form new leaves and, and continue the the ons the the growth into the summer. It's not a, a life threatening right. event that should that you should, you know, have a panic. I, a lot of people that call my office are in this absolute panic stricken thing and and you know, I I listen to Kim talk to them and I almost think to myself, just breathe. It's okay, you know, it's not the end of the world and uh, Take a breath, exhale, relax. It's okay. You know, it's not the end of the world. Okay, you got some Japanese beetles eating stuff. Okay, we'll deal with it. They'll more more likely than not will recover. Um, and it's not the end of the world. And yes, they can completely defoliate your plant if there's enough of them. But in most cases, it's just grazing. And what I see, Rich, and what I see a lot of is they usually work on the sunny side of the tree. The tree, the side of the tree, the tree or the plant that gets the most amount of sun. The side that does not get as much, as much sun in many cases does not have the same degree of damage. Mr. Rich, as always, thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Okay. Take care, my friend. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. When we come back, we'll be talking to Raymond about his cantaloupes. Hopefully, we'll be talking to one of our meteorologists from New Center 7 about the weather. And so much more here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.